Hello, and welcome to the Because Love podcast from Moncton Wesleyan Church. This podcast is to answer questions you may have about God, faith, and life. Let's get started. Well, good evening. We want to welcome you to our first of many uh, podcasts, Because Love Changes podcast. Uh, I'm also excited because I'm with two of my good friends, uh, Pastor Joel and Emily Augustini. And I don't know if you've ever had this experience where you've been at a church or some sort of conference and you're listening to the speaker and you just have this burning question that you would love to just like raise your hand and ask. Well, tonight could be your night. We want to welcome those of you that are live on YouTube and also on Facebook. And so tonight is a conversation that I'm going to introduce uh, my friends here in just a moment. But if you have questions Uh, mostly pertaining to the incredible series that we've been on, the Overwhelmed But Not Defeated series. Or Uh, really anything. We could talk about astrophysics. Oh my gosh, (laughs) we're going to dive right in and open the field up, but uh, we're not sure we're (laughs) prepared to do that. But we want to invite you. Uh, I know that many of our audience here is is from our church. And so uh, before we go further, uh, Pastor Joel, just maybe introduce yourself for, for some of our listeners that may not know a little bit about your story, and uh, yeah, just give us some fun facts. Uh, I'm the pastor here at Moncton Wesleyan, <laughs> and uh, we're really glad to have everybody with us, and uh, yeah, so we've been in the middle of this series, and we're going to talk about uh, kind of where life and scripture intersect, mm. and it. what it's like to live in a world that feels overwhelming these oh, days. Oh, so. I can't wait. I can't wait. And next to you is my good friend, Emily. Emily, uh, just tell everybody just a little bit about your story, what stage of life you're in. Yes, thank you. Um, so I, my name is Emily, and I, uh, I'm a wife to Rocco. We have two children who are 10 and 7. So it's not busy, you know, our kids are always happy and, you know, right? Yes, I know. Any parents that are watching know that there might not be entire truth there. Um, And so also I was just thinking when Pastor Joel was kind of introing the Overwhelm series that a few weeks back, or I guess it would be four weeks now, when I sat down in the uh, celebrations that are here to listen to the word. And when I saw the slide come up, it said overwhelmed. I knew that it was coming and completely forgot about it. And you know, I had tears because I, of what had happened just in the week and who's not overwhelmed, I guess. Um, and so I just couldn't believe the time, the perfect time to be talking about overwhelmed. Everyone's yeah, tired and absolutely. tons of things. So yeah, I love yeah. this. I love this topic. I think it fits in uh, right where we're at mm-hmm. uh, in our society. There's so many things that cause us to feel overwhelmed. And so for those of you that are just maybe joining us, as I mentioned, this is part of a four, a five-week series, which we are four weeks deep. Wow, yes. And so I thought maybe we should just give a little bit of context and roll out, you know, what we've covered in the first four weeks. Mm-hmm. And again, in the chat here on Facebook, we want to invite you uh, to, to give, you know, send us your questions. We're going to do our best to get and answer your questions uh, throughout the evening. So be sure to be active in the chat. You know, uh, I'd also encourage you to share. Uh, you never know who may find this helpful and just know that we're going to transition this into a podcast uh, later on this evening. Because we're so, on Facebook Live yes. right now and YouTube Live right now. And then as soon as this is done, 
it'll be kind of cleaned up and put on uh, on all the podcast channels. That's right. As yep. well for the church. And I want to really quick, sure. while I've got the floor, uh, <laughs> do a shout out. I can see that uh, Marsha and Mark and Janine and David and Sue and Ryan and Rhoda and Terry uh, and Judy and Vivian have clicked like on thanks on Facebook. Love so, it. Thank Here's you. what we're going to do, Joel, <laughs> is I'm going to ask you to give us uh, a bit of context on the four weeks that, that we've currently already been through in this series. All right, and so those of you that are listening, those of you that are watching, um, I want you to put in the comments maybe what your favorite week was so far. There were some incredible illustrations. Emily, I'm going to ask you to tell us after as well what your favorite week was. So Joel, give us a little context on the first four weeks of this Overwhelmed series. You you have it written down, right? I do. (laughs) (laughs) But you... Because sometimes even the pastor forgets what he talked about. (laughs) Uh, The first week, I think we we, uh, talked about plates. We sure did. Some of this came out of a book I mentioned by, uh, by Perry Noble. And, uh, and that illustration of the plates just really struck me when I saw that uh, the first time. And so, mm-hmm. uh, so we stacked the plates up, and I had about as much as I can handle. You and sure then we did. talked yeah. about mm-hmm. how at a certain point you're afraid that you're going to drop all the responsibilities and pressures and expectations that people put on you. And then all it takes is one little bump. And Tracy mm-hmm. was up here with me on the platform, my wife. And I kind of encouraged her to give me a, a bump. And, and eventually she kind of nudged me a couple of times and I dropped the whole stack here on the platform and it shattered all over the place. And you could hear in the room, I, I can even hear online when I went back and watched afterwards <laughs> yes. for just a yes. second to see how that moment went. You could hear in the room, <gasps> like this, this gasp. Because yeah, nobody it. expected that we would like shatter a huge stack of plates all over the platform, made a big mess. And, uh, and that Sunday we talked about how even Jesus said in the Garden of Gethsemane, Garden of Gethsemane he said, I am overwhelmed mm. yes. to the point of death. And if it's possible, Father, take this cup from me. And, uh, and then we talked about how Jesus surrendered to the will of the Father. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And week two was memorable. Week two, you That had, was my favorite. Yeah, oh, you did. Yes. Tell us a little bit about Emily, that. Emily, why was that my favorite? Because there was motorbikes on stage, and I noticed he had his Honda shirt on. Not but... just any motorbike, No, it, right? was, it was a Ducati. Uh, what was it? Do you remember? So it was a Ducati. A Ducati. A Ducati, Ducati. Panigale yeah. superbike. I am, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to slaughter that name all night. But um, yeah, go back and watch week two. You see incredible sports bike. I don't on, know if it was on the stage. meant to be or not, but I didn't notice the the tire was flat right like right. you turned it on I still didn't notice and then but really if we think about being overwhelmed you don't see it you don't always see it right you see the pretty the red the nice the Ducati logo you heard it turn on yeah, you heard it the nice during, yes. yeah, right during the it message up. cranked it up. it up yeah I was hoping you were gonna do like some sort of like <laughs> burn out here on stage but uh <laughs> that is a powerful uh observation though Ooh. I never you know oh. where you said how you didn't notice. I never even thought about that until you mentioned that. That nope. is a really insightful observation, Emily, where you said that it, in our lives, mm-hmm. I think what you were alluding to, in our lives, we can be really shiny and Absolutely. flashy, everybody's mm-hmm. attention, make a lot of noise, <laughs> but people don't realize that you've got something that they don't see mm-hmm. that has you stuck. Yes. Know? And people are, are distracted by the flash in our lives sometimes, yeah. and they don't realize we've got a flat tire. Right. And that we're in pain. And yes. Stuff. No, there's, yeah. the, there's a lot. It was good. So Joel, just give us maybe, you know, the bottom line of that message. I think that uh, a, a couple of the takeaways just that for one people that were listening. 
we looked at the rich young ruler story yes. where he comes to Jesus and says, you know, but what must I do to have eternal life? I still know there's something missing in my life. Mm -hmm. There has to be something more. I've got everything the world has to offer, but I know that I still need to get right with God. Yeah. And Jesus pointed to him and said, but you still lack one thing. And so we talked about like with the flat tire on the motorcycle, mm -hmm. that sometimes there's just this one thing mm -hmm. that Jesus wants to point to in our life, that instead of getting overwhelmed by all the problems and issues in our yeah. life that we can't fix. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. so good. That sometimes Satan paralyzes us with yeah. all the things we can't fix in right. our life. And he knows that if he can paralyze us with all the things we can't fix, then we'll never get around to fixing yeah. something that we can fix that yeah. maybe Jesus wants to point to in our life. One thing that could help stem change towards yeah. everything. I love that. Well, I I'm going to jump in here. Sorry, Pat. Um, that week, I, I took a screenshot. I went back to find it because I wasn't quick enough to take a picture. But um, sometimes changing one thing can help change everything. And so when we talk about the tire, obviously, then maybe you could have done wheelies around the stage. Um, but I was thinking that even in my own life, just uh, even recently, job change and such. Um, and if you don't change one thing, you know... Uh, if I allude a little further on that, um, reducing my hours a little bit to be able to, for the first That's time good. ever, yes. uh, be home for the kids after school. And so I think about that one change personally, yep. right? So, yep. yeah. Oh, that's so good. So good. And so week three, we had a special yes. guest speaker. Uh, Dr. H.C. Wilson was here. Uh, who, this is his, his home church too. And so... Uh, but he shared that Sunday and, uh, and talked about something that, again, I've heard so much commentary on, that the opposite of being overwhelmed in our lives is actually being overwhelmed. Instead of being overwhelmed with the bad stuff, yes. the opposite oh. of being overwhelmed is being overwhelmed by the goodness and the faithfulness and, oh. and the promise yeah. of God. That's so good. And that's the place where he's designed for us <laughs> to live, right? Yeah. And it's always that tension, you know, mm -hmm. and being able to, what we set our focus yeah. on. I, there's a great joke, though. I think I, think I heard Kevin Nealon say one time, I, I should have used it in the series. I just <laughs> now thought of this. I hadn't thought about it. Is He said, yeah, are you overwhelmed? And he's like, ah, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm whelmed, just not overly so. <laughs> That's but good. Anyway. So H.C. Wilson, if you're listening, a phenomenal message. Great job. Now, we're almost there, but week four. Remember, in the chat right now, uh, let us know what message you you got the most out of out of the four weeks but but uh, pastor joel last sunday application we i want to interrupt Great you i want to go back i want to go back for yes. just a second actually i just want to interrupt pat as many times as i can i'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding keep him in his place <laughs> yes good luck um, I, was, I was thinking when um dr h.c wilson spoke about being overwhelmed isn't always a bad thing. You know, you can be overwhelmed with joy and mm. such. And I never think about that. Although when I'm really happy about something, I'm like, I'm overwhelmed. I'm, it's overwhelming. But yet when I say I'm overwhelmed in a bad way, it's like consuming, right? Mm. Does that make yeah, sense? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 The other way is life-giving. Yes. Right. And, I, and I, I'm repeating myself, but that's where, that's where God has designed for us to live in being mm -hmm. overwhelmed with him. Yeah. But every day there's things that are trying to steal our focus that we think are good things. And what happens is, is we begin to be overwhelmed chasing 
those things yeah, for sure. that, okay. that aren't filling us. But week four, Joel, I loved it. Well, I'm you told a to fun story. <laughs> Knowledge. Oh, uh, you, uh, but the the sunburn. Yes. Is that okay? Yes. <laughs> yes. Hey, but you gave you gave an illustration that I believe a little tagline that was knowledge plus. Oh, oh, information. Information. Right. Uh, the formula plus, for life change is information go. plus application equals transformation. There we and go. That sometimes. Can you repeat problem, that one more time? Because that was good. Okay. Information <laughs> plus application equals transformation. And we talked about how, uh, I mean, some people are information starved, right? They don't know enough about God. Yes. They don't know enough about God's biblical principles uh, for their life. But more often than not, once people have been in church for a while, mm -hmm. have followed Jesus for a while, a lot of times the problem becomes not a lack of information, but a lack of application and uh and so the the illustration that we used for that Sunday was the the sunscreen <laughs> that that I knew about sunscreen growing up, but I talked about the worst sunburn that I ever had when I was 19 years old in Ocean City, Delaware. <laughs> uh, Memorable with a group of guys. Never and so forget you'll have it. To listen to that story. Yeah. But. Uh, but that I knew all about it. And even if I applied sunscreen every day of my life and didn't do it just that one day, just that one weak moment, that right. one bad decision can cause us to pay for it for many years even yeah. to come. And then I talked about how Tracy and I made a financial decision yes, when we did. were first married, the first year of our marriage, that it took us a couple of years to dig out of because mm -hmm. we kind of made one choice that we ended up paying for for a yeah. while so good so uh in the chat let us know what you liked out of those four messages uh emily why don't you just give us before we kind of jump into uh some little bit conversation here uh what was one of your favorite messages and, and maybe just share why uh you know what I, I can't say that there was my favorite this is probably one of my favorite series though can i say that Yes, um, this you has can say been that. like such a time as this is when we've needed to talk about being overwhelmed. And I do as much as I love um, the thought about being overwhelmed in a good way. I feel like most of us can say that the last couple of years have not necessarily been that. Mm. But at the same time, there's lots of reflection and, you know, there's lots of good things that have happened, too. Can't say that it's all been bad. Um but really, I've really enjoyed, and I was saying a little bit earlier, that I've loved the demonstrations that uh, Pastor Joel has used. Yes. So, uh, big shoes to fill for December. What kind of bike are you going to bring? Maybe maybe the Ferrari oh, will you be know, driven. This Sunday, up. I was telling you right before we started, uh, that there is a big idea for this Sunday, too, uh, for the series. But it's so big that I'm not sure that I can get it to fit into the room. So, okay. you might want to... So you're going to want to check this out. Yes. Uh, Jenna Ryda, thanks for, um, for commenting here on, on your part was when, when, Joel, when you mentioned that Jesus was overwhelmed by the crowds and went to pray alone. Mm -hmm. And uh, we also have uh, Renee Ann. Uh, she enjoyed your, the same one as you, Emily. So thanks for, for commenting here mm -hmm. in the chat. But I want to go back to, to this message here, Joel, where the first week one, was on the plate stacking, how we feel overwhelmed. And you made a comment that when we feel overwhelmed, listen to this, we tend to start avoiding mm. people. Mm. 
All right. So let's let's talk a little bit about yeah. that. Okay. Why is it? You know, um, you know, Joel. Maybe you want to just speak to that. But remind us again. Why is it that that when we're feeling overwhelmed, we tend to stay away from people, and we probably kind of, whether we want to admit it or not, kind of hide yeah. out. Mm. Right. Well, right? the illustration was that when our when our stack of plates gets so big that we don't feel like we can handle it anymore, we're afraid of being close to other people mm. because we're afraid they're just going to put more plates yeah. on our stack. Yeah. yeah. And we all know what that's like. It's like my schedule is overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And so I just don't even want to talk to anybody because I'm afraid that people are going to have more expectations yeah, for that's me. That's good. More Absolutely. pressure, more, you know, they're going to yeah. want me to do stuff for them. And, uh, and that was the first piece. And then the second piece is also when my hands are so filled, when, I, when I'm over my margin, yeah. when I don't have margin in my life, when I've just stacked my life filled with so many pressures and responsibilities, even on myself, mm -hmm. that then my hands are full. And when somebody does need help, I'm not available for them. Yeah. Right. And so that's one of the reasons we need to live with margin in our lives. Because when we don't have that margin, we're tempted to shut people out who need our help. Mm. And God has called us to be there for them. Kind of the yeah. Good Samaritan yeah. story. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think it's true that, that it's okay for us to feel you know, we're going to feel overwhelmed, but I think that we have to have those markers in our life where we realize, wait a minute, I'm isolating myself. Mm, yeah. Right. Um, Emily, can you speak to us a little bit on this? Um, what are some things that maybe you've noticed personally when you mm. feel overwhelmed? You know, what, what helps you kind of keep in balance like you mentioned you have kids you know and it's not always easy it's not know? them that keeps me <laughs> just so when you yeah, start to yeah. notice like okay i'm feeling overwhelmed with life right now yeah what helps keep you centered honestly worship music prayer and i know that that may sound cliche but I have learned, and it took me a really long time and embarrassingly okay. a, a long time to get to that point where I would stop going here and start going there, you know? Yes. Um, and so that w is probably the biggest thing. Now, I can also say that there's times where I've let it go too far, right? Mm -hmm. I, I've let mm -hmm. it go to where I am in tears or, you know, and that's just honesty. Um, but really... Worship and prayer is when it's my quiet, wherever I am, whether it's in the car or whether it's at home, whether it's my headphones at night, like that is a hundred percent. Love it. Where I get peace yes. to be able to even hear, right? Yes. Yeah, what absolutely. Saying, you know? yes. yeah. It's so funny. I, I put this out on Facebook not too long ago and I asked the question, you know, um, what do, what things do you where does god speak to you the most mm. was the question and it was interesting how people commented that it's through music yes it's music how god speaks to him uh, joel i want to just switch here you also in this message i think said something that was that was that was just bang on in how um, when we're feeling overwhelmed all right we tend to kind of lose our cool we tend to be mm. easier to blow up at people not me and <laughs> except Emily, yeah, we'll get your yeah. kids on yes. here and yeah. uh, they'll let us know really what is going on. Yeah. But so we not only begin avoiding people, but we also, we overreact. Pat, you take really good message notes. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. You know what? Yeah. I need that, right? Yeah. 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 And, and so 
that was just such a powerful moment for me too. I remember mm. on the platform when, when Tracy bumped me mm. and all the plates came crashing down. Everybody's like, oh, and there's the big gasp yes. in the room and, and so forth. Yes. And then in, that, in the, the shock of that moment, I think it was such a perfect illustration where I talked about how often we blame the person mm-hmm. for the whole stack breaking when they just happened to be the one who was there at the it. wrong moment I at love the wrong that. time. And so that whenever, I mean, we all have this happen in we our do. lives, mm-hmm. right? Where all of the, you're, you're in the middle of a conversation and you say something that hurts somebody's feelings or you do something and then you hear through the rumor mill that somebody's really, really mad at you and mm-hmm. you're like, what in the world? Mm-hmm. I, I get why they're a little bit upset yeah. because maybe I made a mistake or I hurt their feelings and I didn't mean to or, or whatever. But, but what seems like should have this level of response is like, ah, mm, you yes. know, and they blame you for everything. And that stack of plates was such a great illustration because it reminds us that many times when people's overreaction is disproportionate to That's the offense. That's so good. Wow. It's because you just happen to be the one yes. who mm-hmm. bumped them at the wrong moment. Yes. It's not all, they think it's all your fault. Yeah. They blame it all on you mm-hmm. in the moment. And so try not to be too defensive because uh, you're just bearing the brunt of you being are. there at the wrong moment. They're just trying to put that on you. And I just had this conversation with somebody today that they were reading to me a, a text thread. Okay, you got to love text threads, right? Because <laughs> we, we, you know, you just never know what they're actually trying to say and we're reading between the lines. But uh, this person was feeling like somebody was pointing at them and, and, and putting their frustration and, and, you know, anger on them. And, and I reminded this individual, I said, you are not the cause of this. Mm. They are just, this is just, you know, you're just, feeling it, yeah. but it's, you're not the one that caused it. So yeah. your message helped me understand that when we see people overreacting, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily, it may be something I did, okay, <laughs> which right. I have to own right. and, and ask forgiveness, but quite possibly there's something else deeper rooted in that. And here's what I think is helpful, you know, as, as Jesus followers and, you know, and, and having the Holy Spirit and being able to discern is being able in that moment to recognize this person is is overwhelmed. Mm. This person is struggling. There must be something. Maybe I can ask the mm-hmm. right questions right. and share care and concern mm-hmm. that might just open them up a little bit. Uh, but that, that's not always easy. And also what I hear you both are saying is that it wasn't Tracy's fault that you dropped the plates, <laughs> right? It was because your, your load was too... Right. No, I'm just kidding. Right. Okay, that right. was for you, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, good. That's yes. Good. Uh, hey, I, I just happen yeah. to think too, uh, as people are popping in here mm-hmm. to the comments and, and thanks so much for all the feedback. Yeah, Remember, if you're with us live right now on YouTube or Facebook, to click the like uh, button and to share mm. because that'll you know people right now who need to hear a word from God and maybe we're not doing a lot of biblical teaching specifically with the Bible verses right now but we're referencing some Sunday teachings that mm-hmm. they might need to hear and if they check out this podcast or they see this and stumble across it in your feed they might be tempted encouraged, inspired yes. uh, to check it out on Sunday and it might be what they need to get from Jesus. Yeah, so. and speaking of inspired, here's here's a line, Joel, that, that uh, I picked up from your message. 
it says our desire is for God to change our circumstances, mm. right? That's truly kind of our desire. We ask God to change all kinds of things, mm. but listen to this, okay? In the chat, maybe you just wanna type in the word, but, all right? <laughs> it says, but God's desire <laughs> is to change us through our circumstances. Mm. That's good. I'm going to read it one more time. That's our good. desire is for God to change our circumstances, but God's desire is to change us through our circumstances. That's not as fun. Right. So Emily, I got this question for you. Sure. Okay. Okay. Um, you were talking about Jesus here and, and he said, Father, not my will, but your will be done. And you were referencing Mark 14, 36. But Emily, we all desire life to be easy, don't we? Ugh. Yes. Do you think that an easy life is a better life? Ooh. Do you think that an easy life is a better life? Talk to us know. a little bit about that. I feel like an easy life maybe is a little bit boring. I don't know. Because you know what? <laughs> I feel like there's been times where I've wished life was easy. Yes. But at the same time, and you know what? Throughout things that have happened in life, um, I'm always quick to say, but I wouldn't change a thing. And that sometimes can make people surprised just because of some of the situations but I would have missed stuff. yes yeah. I would have missed so many opportunities like I would have missed even like one of my biggest passions is to help people beat addictions and I don't mean help them because I can't do it but like to come alongside of them and I think if I didn't walk the life that I walked I wouldn't maybe have that passion right and yeah. people God gives each people everybody passion about something or mm -hmm. lots of things or whatever and mm -hmm. that for me is is one of them and uh so i wouldn't change and yeah. so it wasn't easy for sure it was yeah. definitely not easy but i'm still grateful really yeah like, absolutely yeah. and i just want to speak to any, you know anyone that that's going to be listening maybe you are in in the darkest you know the most difficult situation of your life right now and you're mm. so discouraged um, just have hope and know that it's in these seasons mm -hmm. that we learn the most about ourselves. Yeah. They can cause us to draw so much closer to God and mm -hmm. know him on a level that we would never know if Absolutely. life was just easy. You know what I was thinking today, Pat, um, and thinking about tonight and just thinking about life. I was thinking in, must have been 2007, and I wasn't a Christian, and I was talk about overwhelmed that was me but I was thinking if only there was a book that would show me what the next chapter is right mm. I wanted to know what was next because I need to know there's hope right yeah and there is that book is not the way I envisioned it but yet what I learned shortly thereafter is that the book has been there for a really long time right <laughs> and there is a the, book it's just yes. not the way I wanted it yes. I wanted it to show me yes. I shouldn't say it that way I wanted to know what was next but that's not what God wants for us yes. right Absolutely. He wants to show us in his time. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's so great. Joel, uh, just talk to us a little bit about some of the, the different character traits, some things that can be developed if we will choose in these hard times. I think what we see is that uh, often the people whose waters run the deepest, uh, people who have the most perspective on life, people who are the, the hardest to shake mm. are people who have experienced the worst. Mm. 
like, you know, usually, uh, many times when you find somebody who just the littlest thing ruffles them, it's because they haven't had to deal with many times the, the life shattering mm, things. Yeah, and, wow. uh, and it's, it's not my job to unload your business for everybody, Emily. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, but I was just thinking about like your story yeah. uh, that so many people would look at somebody like you who directs, by the way, if you don't know, uh, Emily is the director of our Sunday morning, like the pre-service. So if you <laughs> check in 15 minutes before the service, she directs a lot of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes and the people who are part of that along with Pat. And, Cheers and, in the uh, chat yes. for our pre-service. Yes, Come yes, on. yes. And, uh, and so people see someone like you who, you know, you and your husband own a restaurant. You're like, mm. you look like you've got your life together. Mm. Right? Thanks. And yet, <laughs> and yet what, what many times people yeah. don't realize is the stuff for you to get to this level in your life mm-hmm. where you're good with Jesus, you have perspective, uh, you, you have your ups and downs, but, uh, but people know they can rely on you because you're solid. And, mm. and, but you didn't get here overnight. Yeah, that's no. good. It was a hard journey yeah. that's good. of yeah. pain mm-hmm. and relational difficulty and people you love and addictions. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not my journey no, to, no, or my job fine. to unpack yeah, no, all no, your no, business no. Uh, for everybody. No, but, uh, but I think so often people don't see that. Like, ah, oh, well, look at that. You know, her life's great. Mm. She doesn't know what I'm going through. You're like, yeah. oh, if you only knew people. Yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, even in my own story, I think of that, you know, I can be guilty of even thinking that, right? Um, and I know a friend of mine who you would think that she had the best life because she is just so incredible, but mm-hmm. she didn't have an easy life. You know, it's just what Jesus has done in her life. Um, but something you just said uh, in terms of the journey, I remember when Rocco and I um, were kind of first dating and I was a new Christian and he was a new Christian. And uh I was really, my Christianity at that time, I was trying to level it with my mom's. My mom's Uh, been a Christian her whole life. And uh, one day I was like, but my mom wouldn't do that. And I was (laughs) overwhelmed even in in life. And uh, Rocco said, you know, your Christianity is a journey. You don't just arrive. It's a continuous. so good. Yeah. And so, so, yeah. Yeah. Continue to learn and. And there's different seasons in the journey, you know? And so, again, wherever you're at Mm -hmm. in the journey, um, you know, know that God is with you. Every part of it, Mm, right? Every part. Yeah, every step. And so, we're just going to kind of just change a little bit. We're going to move to week two. Mm. Motorcycles. All right. And so, (laughs) (laughs) we're going to change change gears here, so to speak. Uh, And and so, Emily, I got to ask you. Oh, yeah. If you could have any vehicle... What would be your vehicle of choice? And I'm going to ask you in the chat right now. All right. uh, Post your like dream car, bike, boat, whatever vehicle it is. Drop it in the chat. But Emily, uh, Joel, I'm coming to you next. I want to hear what it is. I bet you it's very different. I would love to someday own. Here we go. Yep. Here you go. If there was a drummer in here, I'd ask for a drum roll. So at home, I hope you do. Take note, Rocco. (laughs) Give me a drum roll. Um, Would be a 1970... Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Two door, jacked up, Bronco, <laughs> black. 
Oh wow! Yeah. I wasn't you know expecting. What? My my neighbor in the neighborhood has a '69. It's red. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Yeah, wow, that's I wasn't really expecting good. that, Emily. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's a dream. Okay, and where yeah, would you take this vehicle? Well, if it's a 1970, who knows? <laughs> not very fast. <laughs> not very far. It probably smells like gasoline, but that's okay. There we Maybe go. Maybe I would just get a photo shoot, really, right? Uh, just because. Yeah, we, we have an old Jeep. Yeah. And it is I mean, not as cool as a Bronco, but <laughs> uh, it is best for going slow with the top down on a sunny day. Mm. It's not exactly a road trip vehicle. Okay. So Back yes. roads. You're not going to do any races <laughs> okay. in an old Bronco in 1970. <laughs> All right, great answer, Emily. <laughs> great you. answer. Uh, Joel, favorite vehicle, dream vehicle, what would it be? McLaren, yeah, I, I saw it you on know, screen. You've got to have a garage full, right? Like a, a well-rounded <laughs> well, garage has to have at yes. least three or four bays that's, in that's it. That's a guy's and, dream, right? Yes, <laughs> yes. Tracy and I say, uh, like, well, I don't know if Tracy says, I say, and she kind of goes, nods and goes, whatever, Joel. Uh, like a three or four car <laughs> garage with just an apartment over top. Yes. Like that would be perfect. Yes. And uh, let's see. Uh, I mean, that Ducati Penegale would be nice. I wouldn't mm. want it to be the only bike, though. Mm. Okay. Because, uh, you, you know, you, want, Here in you the want a cruiser, you want a sport bike, you want a dirt bike. That, and that's just the bike part of the equation. Uh, you also have to have a sports car. You need an off-road vehicle. It's really a pretty <laughs> big garage, right? You know what Tracy's saying in the chat? Yeah. Oh, no. Tracy <laughs> is saying, um, you better uh, come home now. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. She is saying that her dream cars are paid for Toyota Camry. That is my wife. Oh, yes. so wise. She is so wise. practical. So wise. I love it. Yes. Good job, guys. And so and you can, can get financial while, while advice. While we're talking about yeah. this, can I, I want to take a detour here for just a second. I thought we just took one. But no, no, no. No, <laughs> no I'm going to take us one. so far off track. Uh, last week, we dropped in. Excuse me, folks. I, I, I promise I'm not doing anything inappropriate. I want to show you something. Uh, last week, we dropped in. Where are we going? To... <laughs> <gasps> Rocco's Cucina. Oh, there we go. Which is their it. restaurant, right? Wow. So you. free plug. Sporting. I know. Yeah. Right? Oh, okay, uh, you didn't see that Pat, coming, did you? This was bonus points, <laughs> Pastor <Yeah>. Joel. <laughs> and so this is uh, Rocco and Emily own a restaurant in Hillsboro here, and uh, and so Tracy and I went down there, and uh, and we were we were having lunch, and uh, he, he was telling us about his motorcycle accident because mm -hmm. he just. Uh, took a little tumble mm -hmm. on his bike a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. was it? Two weeks ago yesterday. Yeah. And I took a big tumble back in 2014 mm. and totaled the bike and Oof. all kinds of stuff. And I still have leg problems because, oh. uh, because of it. But, uh, and, and he was saying, I'm not sure if I'm going to ride again. And I said, I got my insurance check. And bought it one two weeks later <laughs> to replace it. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, oh, no. but so he was going on and on about, oh, and motorcycles are, are dangerous. And, and, and he's standing there talking. He's telling us, oh, and, 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 you know, life is so valuable. My kid's so important. And, you know, my, I, there's just too much. To, and, I, and I said, Rocco. Would you be quiet? <laughs> well, so, uh, he may or may not right, anyway. be looking at buying another one. So there you go. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to bring this back around here. <laughs> and so, again, if you were joining us uh, for this series, we had this Ducati motorcycle on the stage. But here, here, Joel, I think is what you wanted to bring out in this illustration of having this bike that, that essentially it had a flat tire. So it has beautiful as as you know that color that cherry red like you know desire this bike all right it's so fast it's capable of doing so much 
but yet it had a flat tire. Mm. And and it, and you kind of gave the illustration of of no matter how good your life looks, no matter how many things that you have, influence you may have, money in the bank, all those things, sometimes eventually in our life we're going to end up on the side of the road, mm-hmm. right? And and life is going to throw us, you know, a curveball so to speak. And and you just talked about this one statement that I'll hopefully remember forever is sometimes one small change mm-hmm. can change everything, yeah. right? Just one change on that bike, a little bit of air in that tire, and that bike is back up and running and doing yeah. what it can do. Absolutely. All right. And so when we talk about change, Joel, um, you know, I know you can, you know, you can be a vulnerable or sheriff, but you've, you've been through some difficult things in, in your life uh, as much as people think that Christians don't go through difficult times. Mm-hmm. But what's what's something that that you've changed in your life that has helped you get back kind of on that road of life, so to speak? Wow, I wasn't prepared for that question. That's a good question. Um, I, you know, I think I'll tie it to this this past Sunday. I think one of the areas where we have seen God work in the most tangible miraculous ways in our household mm-hmm. is through finances. Okay. And I, and I, it's one of those things, as a pastor, it's so hard to talk about like tithing and money and mm-hmm. generosity and mm-hmm. prioritizing first fruits giving in the kingdom and all that kind of stuff. It's so challenging because people think, well, your motivation as a pastor to talk about that stuff is because you're trying to, you know, fund the ministries of the church and pay the salaries of the staff and, you know, turn, keep the lights on and mm-hmm. the outreach in the community and, and missions and all the things that the church is responsible for. But, and so when pastors talk about money, people assume that it's being self-serving. Right. Yes. And yet, I, I mean, I, I would almost talk about it every Sunday, not because I think people want to hear it or because it has anything to do with the church, mm-hmm. but because in our household, we have seen God work yeah. more through financial miracles yeah. because of our faithfulness yeah. and, uh, and first fruits giving and all that stuff that's so biblical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet so many Christians, statistically, I mean, just the research shows and every church could tell you that you know, if everybody were to put God first in their finances yes. and, and tithe, mm-hmm. like churches wouldn't even know what to do with yes. it and the mission and missionaries yeah. and everything would just be overflowing. Uh, and yet that's not the reason that I, that I wish that I could talk about it all the time. It's because I, I think so many people would learn to trust God yes. and know that this yeah. stuff is real. Like the Jesus stuff <laughs> is real. The Bible stuff is real because I think finances are a flat tire for many people. And uh, that's so true. Yeah. And that's so that's so where, true. I mean, for Tracy, I, I, again, it's awkward to talk about because yeah. you don't want to be like, oh, look at yeah. me. But now, over the years, there have been so many years where Tracy and I would give 15, 20% mm-hmm. of our income yeah. to the church and to missions and to community charities. And, and, uh, and the Canadian Revenue Service can't figure it out because yeah. like, they literally, like, we just got a letter from them again today oh, wow. uh, on this stuff. Like, they're really? all the time, they're like, there's no way that you give that much away. Yeah. Like, and then you show all the receipts and they're like, oh, I guess you did. And it, yeah. No, that's, that's so good. And, and what's frustrating is, is, is 
when when you talk to you know entrepreneurs and and business people, one of the principles that they talk often about is giving, right? But yet on Sunday we we feel this pressure that we can't share much about giving because it's self-serving. And and I think that we just we just need to be able to press into that. And I'm just thinking of a of a story of of a lady I ran into uh, this week, and she was uh, she was all excited because she was impacted by the latest strike here, where mm-hmm. teachers were were on strike. Mm-hmm. And so her pay and and maybe you're watching and and this affected you, but her pay was was reduced significantly. Yeah. And so she had this she had an opportunity. All right, to be able to, she had to make a decision to say, am I going to continue to tithe like she always did because she was on salary and she gave a certain amount, but now she wasn't getting that. And she had to decide, am I going to still tithe off of the little bit? Mm. And you know what? She put her faith into God's word and she continued to tithe through this season that was difficult. And then the most exciting thing is she said the next day, she said a financial opportunity that was unexpected came to her. And, and I just, we hear those stories all the time. And what that does to your faith, right? Yeah, what that does absolutely. to your faith. You're like, oh man, God, yes. this stuff is real. And by the way, uh, our, our numbers yes. on the live stream right now literally went down when we started talking about money. <laughs> oh, so we might want to move on. <laughs> come on. All right. I'm we, not kidding. We just, you know what? We just, <laughs> honestly, it is so true. It's, it's because once you've experienced something, you want others to be able to experience it as well. And so uh, giving is so fun when we live this lifestyle. Emily, uh, any thoughts on this that you want to add? Mm. On, on when we talk about one change, yeah. um, is there something that, that helps you in particularly, or maybe again, kind of a season in your life and you, you, you pivoted and made one change yeah. and it, it made a difference. Yeah, no. And that, that would absolutely be really? my, my point is just, um, Rocco had been wanting me to go work with him for a while and it was going to be a big change leaving a full-time yeah. permanent role. And so I took a, two part-time jobs and, um, now I'm releasing working at Rocco. Sorry, Rocco, he already knew, so it's not a surprise. <laughs> big um, announcement. <laughs> yeah, big announcement. Here's my notice. No. Um, and so I'll be there still when I can and such. But we just decided that uh, with this opportunity that we would be able to, I would be able to be home for the first time ever with the kids wow. when they get off after school. And so when I gave my notice, though, and why that one change stands out to me is that um, I trusted God and I don't know, I, you wouldn't know this, I suppose, but, um, I was very specific when Rocco wanted me to go work with him. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, finally, after probably four months of him asking, I said, um, okay, I will go if I can find a part-time job with benefits. And the catch is I don't want, um, I want them to approach me. And that's not really the way jobs work right now, right? Mm. Um, and so when I got the call, and that only God could have known, yes. right? So I knew that he was answering and releasing me to mm-hmm. this. And so I wasn't stressed or, you know, I w- it wasn't overwhelming, yeah. right? It w- I knew that God had me. Um, but that's only because of the faith that has built over the years, right? That, yep. And it's still yeah. never easy. No. Right? No, it's still never yeah. easy. Yeah. And that's where we put our trust in God. So... I want us to talk a little bit about the rich young, young ruler, which you mentioned, and he came to Jesus and he told Jesus, he said, look at my life. Mm. 
I do this well. I've got, got all this working for me. I've got influence. I help people. And he starts building his list. And then Jesus said one thing, right? You still lack one thing. You lack one thing. So Emily, I'm going to ask you this question. Um, again, a little bit of the context. You haven't always been in church, nope. right? Yeah. Um, but have you ever heard stories of, of one thing that maybe keep people away from church or maybe one thing that people turn their, their back on, on faith mm-hmm. in Jesus? Well, in fact, because the rest of that story is that when Jesus said, uh, your one thing yes. is you're not trusting God with your finances. Right. You're not putting him first. You, you, this is your idol. You need to sell everything you have, give to the poor. And, and the guy said, this is too hard. Mm. And he walked away yeah. from Jesus. And so I think that's kind of what it, you're getting at, right? Like what causes people to walk away from Jesus? Yes, absolutely. What is that one thing that, that maybe you've seen along, mm. along the way that, that maybe would resonate with somebody? Because the reality is, is, is I think that we, we are probably more often than we would like to admit, we feel that temptation, mm-hmm. right? To give in yeah. or turn away, yeah. right? And, and that's true for all of us. And so maybe just speak to somebody sure, yeah. that, that may be feeling. Yeah, I feel like I have a few thoughts, but I guess I'll, I'll go with this one. I feel like often, I mean, people that have um, come to to Jesus mm-hmm. and and when they do walk away it's often like that very first you know you make the commitment you see rapid change and there's been some major change um, in your life and you see it you feel it but then you start to kind of maybe go back and you're a little bit of your old ways or, or whatever the case may be and you get a little bit further and you think that it's him getting a little bit further from you so really I would say that it's not watering the seed right so mm. if you uh, the seed has been planted and continuing to water that in various ways yes. right um, so that would be one of my thoughts but one thing that kept me um, myself being brought up in church as a little girl and um, but then as a teenager walking away, right. uh, and that was other circumstances, but I had a problem believing in something I couldn't see at okay. that time. And that's a whole other story uh-huh. for a whole other, and, and you know, that yeah. kind of revealing uh, moment for me or defining moment for me. But, um, that was, that's probably the other thing is Music, we talked about it earlier, mm-hmm. is something that most people feel, right? Mm-hmm. But then you walk away and you're like, yeah, but that's like, I can't see, yeah. right? But you can. Yeah. You can see. Yeah. It's sometimes yeah. the disappointments in life that cause us to, sure. to turn our back on God and God, yeah. where are you? And, mm-hmm. and again, those are our normal feelings. He's working it out. I yeah. promise you, because he doesn't waste anything. Yes. That, whatever you're going through, that I will promise you, it might not work out the way that you are even praying for it. Mm-hmm. But when you can get past it or get yes. to the top of the yes. mountain, you'll be able to see how it was worked out and worked out even better in a lot of ways. And it becomes our story. Yeah. Well, I, I wonder, yeah, I wonder, Emily, if some of that, you, you said that some people, they, they, they come to Christ and there's that honeymoon period mm. and you start to see God work in your life. And, but then you've gotten Satan's attention, Oh, right? Yes. And so you weren't a threat before. 
Mm-hmm. So you start out and you you experience the Holy Spirit. You mm-hmm. you experience some of these changes as the power of God is coming into your life, and you're 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 opening yourself to God's Word, and it's speaking life and truth into you. Mm-hmm. And but then things get hard, and dare I say that sometimes I think in the church today there's a tendency to to sell the promises of God as a benefit package mm. that means that you're never going to face problems anymore. Mm. Wow, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. like, and so God's going to give you all your financial dreams are going to come true and all your family dreams are going to come mm-hmm. true and all your career dreams are going to come true because like, you know, coming to Jesus is the ultimate make your life better solution. And yet Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. Yes. Jesus said, you will be persecuted because of me. Mm-hmm. And so... When we face that persecution, when Satan starts to come against us, when our family starts to come against us, when the world starts to make fun of us and, and challenge these things that we believe that they just say are crazy, mm. all of a sudden people are like, I, this isn't what I signed up for. Like, yeah. I thought this was going to be easy street. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and that's, I think, one of the things that we see when, when people walk away mm. as well. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, just to kind of wrap up... Uh, sometimes one change can change everything mm-hmm. is um, we've been just trying to, again, make this month uh, simple applications. And so we've uh, come up with the, what is we call is the wellness mm-hmm. challenge. And so we want to invite you, if you haven't already join the wellness challenge and, and how this works is each week, there is one challenge that we're asking you, uh, you know, one change to add to your week. And so it could be a spiritual habit, uh, it could be a health habit. We will send you the change. We'll, we'll communicate that to you at the beginning of the week. We'll follow up with you through text at the end. So, Pat, tell us. <laughs> how can they sign up yeah, for this amazing so glad that you opportunity? Asked. All you for have to do. one equal payment. Of- simply, <laughs> simply. It's free of charge. All you need to do is text the word wellness to our favorite number. Text the word wellness. 506-406-4400. And you can join. And what you need to know is that the wellness challenge will go offline tonight at midnight. So we have over 100 people, but the cutoff date is tonight at midnight because it goes for a month long. And I don't want you getting text messages from me on Christmas Eve, uh, checking in on how this is going. So tonight is a cutoff. So people who are watching this after, what is today? Yeah, this is Tuesday, Tuesday November, November 23rd. The 23rd. Thank you, Emily. Thanks, uh, so if it's after November 23rd, November 23rd yeah. on the podcast uh, or on Facebook or on YouTube or wherever it is you're checking this out, that uh, wellness challenge right. will n- not be active right. anymore. But so we will have more So challenges. one more time, 506. 406. 4,400. There we go. We Fine. didn't even practice that. <laughs> so here we go. We're going to kind of shift again here. And, and we want to kind of wrap up our conversation here on Romans 12, mm. verse 1 and 2, which is actually like probably my all-time favorite verse. All right. All-time favorite verse. Joel, you talked about this. Be not conformed to this world. Mm. Wow, I think that that is a heavy conversation for where we're at right now. Be not conformed to this world. Man, we don't even know, you know, it's so hard right now to even know what is truth, right? So it's so easy to be conforming to many different things when we have so much uncertainty as to whose voice do we listen to? 
right? Yeah. It's so, so difficult. Um, but what are some of the, the patterns, Joel, that you would say, what are some of the things that, that, are, um, that are trying to conform us in this mm. moment that we're in? Uh, what are some of the things that we should be cautious of? Well, I mean, obviously, Romans 12, when it says, uh, offer yourselves as a living sacrifice, mm. this is your true and proper worship. And do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The pattern of this world, sometimes, here's, here's where I think sometimes Christians can be confused. Okay. Just because something is in the world does not act, does not necessarily make it of the world. Right. That's okay? good. Just because say, say that one more time. Just because sometimes Christians say, if anything, if the world does anything at all, then right. we have to be the opposite of right. it. If the world says it's red, we have to say it's green. If the world says it's up, we have to say it's down. But the reality that I think some Christians, I mean, that, I understand where that logic comes from, but it's mm -hmm. naive, I think, because it doesn't recognize that all truth is God's truth, mm. right? Yeah. Like, it's not that science, mm. you know, it, it never uh, coincides with the word of God. Like it, no, it does, it right? Absolutely because does. when science discovers something that is true, yeah. it's because it has always been true. It's yeah. not like it's, you know, when, uh, when the world discovers a, an example of like selfless love, selfless generosity, they are seeing the prevenient grace. There's a theological term. <laughs> uh, the, the demonstration of the goodness of God that the world is has discovered something that is true and might not even understand it. And just because the world has discovered it doesn't make it less God's truth. Right. And so do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. We have to be careful not to think that that means that everything the world does, we just have to do the opposite. Mm -hmm. But it also means that the pattern of this world, if we're not to conform to it, it obviously means that many of the things in this world are opposite of God's plan. Because it says, That's good. let me make sure I have the verse right. I don't have it in front of me. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by, by the renewing of your mind. mind. Then you will be able to attest and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So the contrast, I think I got that right. Yeah, yes. you did. Wow. And yep. so the, the, the good, uh, the, the, the contrast that you see there in that passage is the pattern of this world is what it starts out with. And the plan of God is what it finishes with. Yeah. And the contrast is that obviously many, many, many things that are the pattern of this world are the opposite of God's plan for us. Yes. Not everything, yeah. but many of those things. Mm. And so that's why in the middle, it says that we need to be transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we can test and approve what God's will is. Yeah. So that we can be able to discern, okay, what of the world is okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is not against yeah. God's good, pleasing, and perfect yeah. will. And what of the world do we need to resist? Mm -hmm. and, 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 and that's the challenge is because at different times in the Christian life, different churches come to different conclusions on yeah. that. You know, and so you'll, you'll find one group of Christians and they're like, well, we need to resist the world in this and not conform to the pattern. And other Christian groups will say, well, I'm not sure that that's exactly what you think it is. And, right. and that's why we, many times we'll have different denominations mm -hmm. and different churches. Uh, but even, wow, man, here, this is going to become like a whole thing and we're almost done, I know. But I'll just finish with this thought 
on that, that that is much of the struggle that we're seeing when we read the New Testament as well. Yes. Because they're wrestling with, you know, the issue of circumcision and meat sacrifice to idols and different Christians are coming to different conclusions and convictions mm-hmm. on this. And, and Paul and the New Testament writers are constantly intervening and saying, okay, guys, sometimes we are even going to come as Christians, Bible-believing, Spirit-filled Christians are sometimes going to come to different conclu- convictions, I should yes. say, on some of these issues that are maybe not just 100% black and white. Yeah. And that's what we find right now, yeah. right? Like when it comes to politics and, you know, vaccines and all <laughs> the conflict, right? Where even Christians are like attacking yes. one another. Yeah. And I see so many parallels to what was going on in the New Testament mm. because the New Testament letters were often mediating some of these disagreements among yeah. Christians over uh, circumcision and meat sacrifice to idols and vaccination. Oh, did I slip that in there? And and I think it's all there relevant, some, right? I think there are some parallels. Yeah. No, what I love, be not transformed to this world, but be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And this is what I love, that you mm-hmm. may know the hope. Right? So when we transform our mind by the word of God, I believe that we then personally we know the hope to which he's called us. Yeah. And that, that's something that only you can know for yourself, right? But it only comes and, and it kind of brings us back around to what we talked about earlier, where we have to put the work in, right? Mm-hmm. We have to be the ones, we're the only ones that can make the change yeah. for ourselves. Yeah. No one else can do it. Yeah. And we live in a society where we want somebody to tell us what to do, mm-hmm. right? And God, God puts us in control and says, no, I want you to choose mm-hmm. and I'll help you. Right. Yeah. Emily, any, any thoughts on, on this scripture? Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Any thoughts yeah. before we wrap up? No, I, I just, I love what you were just saying though. Um, so yes, I guess. Yeah, I need to get the last word. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just we, kidding. We love this, um, but yeah. Joel's well, going to actually get the last word because I will. yeah, because I will. You I have. Promise. I'll do my best. You have uh, one more message. Yes. coming up this Sunday, and so just maybe just share with everyone just a little Sunday? bit about this. Uh, before I say what this Sunday is, I just want to finish up on that. Do not be conformed okay. to the pattern of this world. To just finish up this thought, I think it would be, we would miss something in this last moment not to recognize this. You cannot be transformed by the renewing of your mind to be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will, as Romans 12 says, if you do not know his word. Mm. Right? And so, the first step is, if you're going to not be conformed to the patterns of this world and discern where those lines need to be drawn in in the Christian life... You have to be a student of God's word. And that's why ta-da, we get together and study God's word every Sunday. And our small groups then break down the passages of scripture that we teach on Sunday morning. And all throughout the week, our small groups go through that. And they share their lives together and unpack what that teaching means for their life yeah. and how the word of God applies to their life. So this Sunday, what we're going to do to wrap up this series, we are going to see how... The 12 steps of recovery oh, wow. 
actually connect to scripture. If you know anything about like celebrate recovery, okay. uh, narcotics anonymous, mm-hmm. alcoholics anonymous, mm-hmm. you know, 12 step programs, we're going to see how they connect with mm. the word of God and even how they connect with the way that Jesus taught us to pray in the Lord's prayer. Yeah. Amazing. Love it. Listen, um, we want to thank you guys for, for listening uh, tonight and, uh, you know, just showing up in the chat and in the comments. And we hope that tonight's conversation was helpful. Uh, thanks, Emily and Pastor Joel. For thank just you guys. Sharing yes. with us tonight uh, on this first edition of this podcast, which we hope uh, will be one of many more. Yes. And, uh, and you thank know, you for sh- uh, for joining us tonight, yes, too. And lots sharing. Of comments. So many people. Yeah, yeah sharing and liking yeah. and commenting and Great. So if you're not already, be sure to be following us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and subscribe to YouTube and so that you will be able to uh, get all the latest and, and greatest podcasts, podcasts. As they say, wherever you find your podcasts. We're on we iTunes go. and Spotify and all those places. There you go. It's really good. Listen, we hope today uh, that this conversation helped you and know that we're praying for you and believing with you that God is with you in the moment that you're in and he never leaves us. never leaves us alone. He still has hope for our future. So thanks for joining us and uh, look forward to seeing you guys again uh, on our next episode. Thanks for joining us for this episode. If you'd like to learn more about Moncton Wesley Church, check out our website at mw.church. Have a great day.